Welcome, everyone. I'm so excited to tell you about this podcast. It's called The DK Project, but it's really The Darren Show. The DK Project is a radio show, but without the radio. So sit back, buckle up, and enjoy the ride. Let's go! Welcome back to The DK Project. Another new episode here, guys. Episode 89. Going to have them coming out fast and furious here for a little while. I got a little bit of a backlog. On today's episode, we've got Rick Sodabeer, dating and relationship coach. He is the virtual uh, relationship guru. You're going to want to check it out. Check his website out. It's ricksodabeer.com. S-O-E-T-E-B-I-E-R.com. We talk about some ups and downs in the relationship world, dating uh, in this new crazy time, and some of the pitfalls that new relationships run into and and it's funny to hear some of the struggles that people have over the stupidest stuff but uh he breaks it all down for us it's really a great episode rick is a great guy uh also dive in a little bit to the uh family business of pasties which uh if you've ever been up to the up or, or anywhere in michigan uh it's a it's a little uh delightful snack actually it's it's the precursor to the Hot Pocket. Anyway, uh, make sure you check the whole episode out. It's a good one. And uh, check Rick out. He's a good dude. And uh, we had a great little sit down. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Rick Sodabeer. All right, podcast fans, welcome back to the DK Project. With us today, we have Rick Sodabeer. Uh, we've been talking sailing, but you're actually, you're actually a uh, marriage counselor of sorts, correct? Well, a, a dating, a dating and relationship coach. Yeah. Ooh, is that your, is that your primary gig? Ew. Pardon me? Is that your primary gig? That's what uh, pays the bills. That's what pays the bills. Yeah. It's uh, and, 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 and I work with, with singles basically to help them make better decisions about the people they date and the relationships they get into. Oh, uh, you know, I, kind of, <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, after, after literally hundreds of dates in my lifetime and being with my ex for 25 years and, and going through a, a, a reasonably amicable divorce, I, I recognized all the mistakes that I'd made. And, and, uh, and I'd been a student of self and relationship improvement for, I don't know, 36 or 37 years now. And, and uh, it just one thing led to another about six or seven years ago. And, um, when I started co- co-authoring a book on dating and relationships and, and, um, shortly after we started writing, I said, yeah, this is what I want to do when I grow up. So wow. here I am. What's the name of the book? The book is called dating backward. Oh. And the basic premise of the book is that most people start dating when they start dating again, after they're divorced or widowed, they're dating backward because they're, they're, they're out there dating without knowing exactly what they're looking for or, um, you know, what they want in their next relationship. Well, 95% of people can tell me what, what they don't want. Um, but they don't know what they really want. Okay. So, I mean, things have changed so dramatically for a lot of people who who uh, find themselves back in the dating world. I mean, it's not like it used to be. I mean, you look like you're maybe about my age and we didn't have a lot of these tools and tricks and technology to uh, get us into the dating world. We had to go to the bar and get drunk like the rest of them and and try and persuade <laughs> the uh, the opposite sex or whomever you were after to uh, to either uh, hang out with you or uh, go home with you, whatever, whatever, you know, hey. <laughs> but uh, but so how do you find that? Like when you find divorce people or widows that are jumping back into the market. I mean, it's a different world out there. And, and I mean, it should be easier, but I don't know. What do you find? I I've, I've been married well, long enough it, to where I'm not, I've never been on a dating app. Well, yeah. I, and dating apps weren't around when I got married and, and uh, uh, you know, it, it, the dating world has changed and that's where a lot of people run into problems is, is number one, they hear so many horror stories about online dating, and and the reality is, online dating is just a tool. Um, it, if it if put in the right hands, if you learn how to use it, it's it, it's just like any other tool. You know, when when a, a carpenter, a craftsman, 
um, learns how to use a table saw or a skill saw or a bandsaw, whatever they're using, or a hunter he learns how to use a shotgun or a rifle. You know, they 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 learn how to use those those tools, and they're they're just tools. But in the wrong hands, you know, it, it creates a lot of problems. If you create a, a a garbage profile, and so many people just slap something up on the on 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 their dating profile they slap up a couple of pictures and then go scrolling and then they wonder why they have problems why they are why they're attracting um garbage the, out garbage the, in yeah exactly they're yeah. they're they're attracting the bottom dwellers and then they get mad at the system for for the people that contact them right you know, so it's it, so yeah you're right garbage in garbage out um you so, find a lot of people having a lot of success those, with that stuff are, are people having a lot of success with that? That you've run into. I know the commercials all tell us they are. <laughs> and I know a lot of people who well, have. Yeah. Well, I, I, and I talk to, I talk to people on both sides of the spectrum. A lot of the people that I talked to initially, um, they're having problems, but once we go through their, their profile, rewrite it, um, and add different pictures, uh, that are more representative of them they start getting better results. Uh, and, and don't misunderstand me. I can't wave a magic wand over your profile and 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 make all the creepers go away. That's just not going to happen. Right. There are a lot of creepers out there. Um, but you have to learn to recognize those in the, in, in the first couple of conversations. A lot of them you can recognize in their opening line. Hey, beautiful. <laughs> or, um, you know, it's just, you know, simple, stupid opening lines like that are generally going to be creepers. Yeah. And uh, well, so, I'm, you know, just. I'm sure that's just one just, part of what you're doing, right? But I, do you really have to go in and help people set up their profile? <laughs> like they don't like know that, hey, if we misrepresent ourselves or or mislead people that we're going to get the same back. Like, like, is that real? People need help with that? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Oh. Um, because a lot of, a, a, a lot of, I know it, it's crazy <laughs> because a lot of people, when they first get back, especially when they first get back into the dating world, they just want to dive in. They want to see what's out, see who's out on the dating sites and they don't want to invest a lot of time. And it can take, you know, two, three, four hours to create a good profile. <laughs> and most people, when they pay their money, they want to, they want to just zoom. They want to go right in to see who's there and they don't pay attention. And then pretty soon, um, somewhere down the road, they forget about going in and updating and, and keeping it current. And, and, um, and ladies, you know, ladies that are listening, you all are as bad as the guys, you know, I hear ladies <laughs> complaining about the guy, the, the guy with, with the ball cap on backwards, holding the big bass. Well, you know, you'd be surprised how many ladies, ladies profiles I see with the same thing. They're holding their big catch of the day. And, you know, so it's, I mean, if, if that's what, if, if that's what the guy likes, if that's what the lady likes fine. That's what they like to do. Don't run them down for it. Right. You know, if you don't like that, then swipe right, swipe left, whatever you want to do and, and, and move on. You know, it, um, but you, you've got to make sure that you do a, a really good job on your, on your dating profile to, to, to make it a, a useful tool. And again, it's just a tool. They say only, they say about 30% of relationships start on online. Okay. Well, if that's the case, if you say, nope, I'm not going to, I refuse to do online dating or use the online programs. That's like hiring a carpenter to work on your house or to build you a house and telling him to keep 30% of his tools in the truck. <laughs> Look at you. There so, you go. So, you know, it, it's, you know, it's, it's really that simple uh, when, and, and what I try to teach is use all the tools that are available. You know, you, you do online dating, check out meetup groups or, or social groups that do things that you're number one, that you're familiar with and like to do, and then experiment with some, some groups uh, that do things that you've never tried before. Um, one of the biggest things I have, to, I, I, I keep telling people is you have to think outside the box. You know, and especially ladies, they, they come to me and say, well, you know, I can't find any good men. Well, where are you looking? 
are you sitting at home and waiting for for Mr. Wright to show up on your doorstep? <laughs> well, and I, I got to think that in this day and age where people are afraid of their own shadow, um, going out and actually meeting people is a, a monumental task just because, you know, people don't go out like they used to, or especially right now during the pandemic. Holy crap, nothing's happening. But they, uh, well, you know, to give, give them a tool or an avenue to get out and meet people, I mean, that's got to be one of the hardest parts, getting people to leave the house, because at this day and age, these younger kids, they don't want to leave the house. Well, yeah, and and I, I look at that with my daughter and son-in-law, and they're, you know, they're mid-30s, and, and uh, you know, they're, they're scared witless um, over what's going on right now, and, 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 you know, that's, that's, you know, that's, that's okay for them. That's not okay for me. Um, and, and, and a lot of it, you know, a lot of dating right now is based on your level of fear. Yeah. If, if you're very fearful, then you need to stay at home and online dating is probably going to be your, um, your, your only avenue of choice. Now there are some, some groups like meetup that encourage, um, virtual, uh, virtual meetups where you can get 15, 20 people on a, on a, on a, on a conversation or in a chat like this. Um, and, and you can start meeting people that way or connecting with people, but even online dating, um, you don't have to meet. I mean, initially you will have to meet, but you can use Skype, you can use FaceTime, you can use zoom, just like we're doing leave the house. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. but eventually you do yeah. Uh, because there's, you know, we can, you know, we can talk face to face like this only for so long. And then you have to meet uh, in person to, to determine if there's a chemistry there. Right. You know, Cause I've had conversations and I've talked to a lot of people where the same thing has happened. You talk to somebody on the phone, you know, if you meet them online and uh, you can have great conversations but then you get to you 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 get to that first date, and then all of a sudden it's dead air. Uh-oh. You know, it, it's just there's nothing, and you know you struggle. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you know, so eventually you do have to meet in person to it's just to determine if there's chemistry. If there is, great. If not, the first word out of your mouth should be next. Right. Right. But is that, that's not all you do is, is the online stuff or your, are your, is that your specialty? I guess you say is the dating world. You're not, uh, old relationships or, or, uh, you know, like, um, well-established relationships. I don't even know how you say it. <laughs> well, <laughs> mature relationships. Generally I focus on, on the, the dating, the dating end. Um, I do have people coming to me talking about their relationships and I've, I've worked with a couple of, of, of married people and I tend to only work with one person in the couple or the other. Um, and the reason being is that, that if, if you need, if you need that type of, 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 coaching, you probably need more along the lines of counseling or therapy, which I don't do. Um, I, I deal with, with basic relationship issues. If there are deep seated underlying issues, then that's where counselors and therapists come in and you guys go there and, and deal with those deep seated issues there. Um, the people that tend to come to me are, um, they're usually in a relate or they may be in a relationship and they want to know why is this happening? How can I make this work? Or, you know, and, and nine times out of 10, I'm going to tell them it's time to walk away <laughs> because if you're having that many problems up front, right. It's only going to get worse down the road, you know, and, and, you know, and it's typically only one of them that's, that's willing to work on the relationship. And the one that's willing to work and put in all the effort um, is generally the one that has to leave because the other partner just isn't going to carry their load. And it has to be, and, and, and I, I often hear, yeah, it should be a 50, 50 partnership. No. Uh, or a 50, 50 relationship. No, it needs to be a hundred, hundred partnership. You both have to give a hundred percent to the relationship and really expect nothing in return. And when you have that, that can be a dynamic um, and spectacular relationship. Wow. 
I, 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 what percentage do you think, uh, that you, you figure you say, just call it, like, just get out. You, you're, uh, those numbers got to be off the chart, right? Uh, what, what it, uh, well, in, 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 in a dating, in, in, the, in the dating realm, yeah, I would say probably 70 to 80% of the people that I coach that, that are in relationships, I coach out of that relationship because it's unhealthy, it's toxic, um, and it's not, it's not the relationship they're looking for. Uh, the problem with dating and relationships, and it's been this way for, for eons, is that we tend to settle. You know, we, we, you know, if you look at marketing or uh, advertising, we deserve the best. We deserve a break. We deserve, um, we des- all deserve to drive a Mercedes or a Lexus or, you know, and, and it's, you deserve the best, the, the best food on your table, whatever it is, they're all promoting, you deserve the best until we get to relationships. And then we're told you're too picky. You're not, you know, you're, you, you need to. You need to uh, um, accept things uh, as they are, people as they are. And yes, you need to accept people as they are, but you don't need to keep them in your life. You know, yeah. it's you, you, you need to um, be very specific about what you're looking for and, and, and again, not settle. Well, and I think a, a prime example of what you're talking about is when you had said that people aren't willing to invest an hour or two or three into setting up their profile. Because they're trying to find the person they want to spend the rest of their life with. Why would I want to spend an hour or two putting together a profile? I mean, like, you know, like <laughs> some people just have to be realistic. You're, if you're not putting anything into it, you're not going to get much out of it. And I just find it amazing that, at, at you know, I, I, you know, I've been married 22 years, something like that. And, um, you know, maybe at that point you look at counseling or whatever, but, or coaching. But when, when people are in new relationships, that's just fascinating that they immediately go, is it usually because of problems or just because they don't want problems to come in? You know, not that they already have them, but, but we want to make sure we're going down the right road and, and that uh, problems aren't going to come into play. So we're going to be proactive and, and it, 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 which one are you finding more of? Like we already have problems or we're trying to avoid problems. So we're, we want to make sure we're on the right page. No, very rarely do I say, do I see people trying to avoid problems? They, they're, they're of a mindset, um, and, and to go back to the very beginning of your question, we live in a in a an immediate gratification society. So we don't want to do a lot of work um, to to find someone to be with. We want we want that relationship, but we don't want to put a lot of effort in. I go back to my financial planning days, and most people would spend more time planning for their annual vacation than they would for retirement. And the same thing <laughs> happens here. Um, you know, m- people will spend more time planning their, their, their vacations than they do um, thinking about and, and focusing on the person they want to spend the rest of their life with. Right. And so it, it, it just becomes an absolute mess. And, and this revolving door of people in your lives and crappy relationships. And, and I contend that that if you pay attention up front, yeah, you're going to go through more people on the front end, but the relationships that you develop are going to be much stronger. Right. And if you if you set your if you have the mindset of not settling, you will end up with extraordinary. You will will end up with your soulmate. And when when you do, um, and, and and I have people coming come to me and say, Rick. Yeah, people tell me I'm too picky. You can never be too picky. Um, you know, and 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 when you stick to your boundaries, when you stick to your must-have and your must-have list and your deal breaker list, um, you will find extraordinary people. And those relationships, when when you connect and all the all the pieces fit together, it is amazing. And to a person, every person that I've interviewed or every couple that I've interviewed that that said that they're with their soulmate have told me literally the same thing, almost verbatim. And that's that their mate has brought more to the relationship than they could ever have imagined. Well, how about that? How, and yeah, I imagine, well, that it seems rare, but uh, the, uh, cause it always seems to be something that bugs people about other people, you know, but 
I don't know. It, it uh, it's, it's hard to believe that, uh, with, I don't know how many billion people there are in the world that people, you know, are early dating and they're trying to work it out with this person. Like, like if there's any flaw at all, get the hell out. There's like, you know, 300 billion other people you could choose from, you know, it seems so, it seems so simple, but I imagine that's not what your, uh, that's not how your brochure reads, <laughs> but, but I <laughs> well, got no, but, but, you know, there, the, you know, nobody's perfect. Right. And, but you have to, you have to be crystal clear. Number one, about what you want in the relationship. What are the characteristics you want? And it can be even, even down to hair color or, or physical stature or things like that. Um, because I believe that there are so many people out there and I believe we all have more than one soulmate or one potential extraordinary relationship. Um, but it's a matter of taking the time and having the patience to find them. Yeah. And that's where, yeah. that's where most of us fall down. We, we find somebody that has this great basket of qualities, but then over here are, are some really crappy things that, that we really don't like. And rather than just accepting this and then taking the garbage, you know, along with, I contend you just focus on that basket of, of, of great things. Find that person with all the things you're looking for and none of your red flags. Right. Then you're not going to have to, then you're not going to have to deal with a lot of crap. You know, then, then the things you deal with are going to be the small things, you know, like where do you squeeze the tube of toothpaste? You know, if you don't agree on it, you each have your own tube of toothpaste. One squeezes from the bottom, one squeezes from the middle or the top. And, you, you know, you, oh, you, each, even imagine. you each have your own toothpaste. That sounds like a real thing that you've dealt with, that people are pissed about how another person squeezes the toothpaste. I bet that's oh, real. Oh, good Lord. Then there's the eternal argument about which way the roll of toilet paper goes, you know, over the top or underneath. Oh. You know, it's just. In, it, are you those know, deal breakers? Uh, those those can be they were mine for a while <laughs> really i you know oh, absolutely you know which way here here's what you tell people you, you know which way the toilet paper goes on the roll the way she wants it to go no. on the roll I, I there you go shit. there you go um, but, but i know but that's another thing because my wife my wife brings that up you know like we we have a system now but it, it did come up like which way the toilet paper goes she's never we have our own toothpaste so the toothpaste doesn't come up but those are things, but I, I wouldn't they know that it would things. be a, a stickler. And, and it's, you know, there's the, there's the eternal argument about, you know, guys putting the seat down when they're done. Oh, well, yeah. ladies, you, ladies, you have a hand, you have an arm, you can reach the seat, you can put it down. You know, oh, let's. Boy. Oh, uh, you're single, aren't you? That doesn't work. <laughs> yes, I am. Yeah. You know but, what? But my, but my point is that you know guys have for years have been bashed for leaving the seat up well you know if you're going in the middle of the night just feel for the seat and or you can cure that put the whole damn thing down and you lift the lid that's not the right answer the right answer is <laughs> i'll put it down honey don't worry about it yes the you right answer is yes dear. <laughs> i have uh i have a ice cream store in the front of my building and then my office and my studio in the back here and, and uh i have my own bathroom but it's covered up with the soundproofing but then i have we have a bathroom for the whole building and and we have two signs in there that says put the seat down put the lid down which she made yeah. the signs of course and they don't do it they still don't do it i people come in for the podcast <laughs> nope. men they go in there and use the bathroom and then the, the lid's up and it starts to piss me off like not because i care if the lid's up or not you just you totally didn't obey the sign like come on yeah. there's a sign <laughs> oh <laughs> And when, when's the last time you read directions for anything? Well, when you're standing there for a minute and you're staring at the wall and it says, close the lid. I had one guy who came in, he's been on, he's probably been on more podcasts than any of my other co-hosts and he would do it every time. And I'd be like, dude, how, how, come on. And this isn't the odd couple here. You're going to close the lid. That's how we do it in America. And we do it everywhere. But that's funny because, you know, people overlook that shit like like no big deal. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, wait a minute. I bet that does piss people off. And I've often well, thought it, about that with my wife. My wife and I have been married 20-some years. It's coming up here, 22 maybe. I don't even know. But uh, I, I don't have that thing. And I think that's what makes it work. Like I don't – there's nothing she yeah. does that bothers me. Although she is starting to talk a lot. Like 
some reason she talks a lot. You know what I mean? Like that kind of thing. But otherwise, there's nothing like nothing she does. I'm sure there's a ton of shit that I do that drives her nuts, but she won't tell me. <laughs> but you know, like, so I, I think that's why it works, you know. But if you start getting yeah. into that, oh God, I hate it when you fucking, you know, then, then then you're heading down the wrong road. That's and, and that's exactly right. And that's when I, you know, if you've got and there's a couple of thoughts that are screaming in my head right now. You know, they say that opposites attract. Well, they <laughs> do for a certain period of time. And statistically, those relationships end after about on an average of five years. I mean, some will last longer, some some, some not last that about long. 22. <laughs> <laughs> no, because because everything you got nothing to complain about your wife. And yeah. I would I would venture a guess that she has very little, if anything, to complain about with you. You know, you guys just, you guys just mesh. Hey, there's a, there's a, um, there's a comment card by the door and there's never anything in the box. So it must be fine. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So it just works. Um, but I get a but charge it, it, out of these it, people that are together for 40, 50 years and then they get a divorce. What all of a sudden happens? Like how, do, you know, uh, I, not that you, you go ahead. I was interrupting you. Sorry. No, 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 no. I, the, the, uh, no, on situations like that, I, I, I think that that they just get to a breaking point uh, in, in some relationships. Now, I've 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 met women that that were, were married, you know, 40 years and all of a sudden they find themselves in a in, in a divorce situation. And um, it generally it's it's because the, the partner has has taken a. Uh, for lack of better terms, uh, a mental twist, and um, and they've they've just decided that that they're not happy. And I've seen it with ladies too, with with women that they just decide that you know after after this long they've got to to there there's got to be something better. And I I looked at I, I suffered that same thing in my in my marriage. There was there was a lot missing in in my marriage, and that's why I left. Um, because it, 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 I was, I, I was bound and determined to, to, to keep the marriage together. And, and sadly for the last six, seven, eight years of that marriage, I was, uh, thinking that I was going to be in a mediocre marriage for the rest of my life. And that was really depressing. Yeah. And so, yeah. So, I mean, and we had a lot of issues and there, there, there comes a point in time, everybody has a breaking point, whether it's 20 years, 25 in my case, um, you know, 30, 40 years, there, there's, there's a breaking point and that, that you throw up your hands and say enough is enough. Yeah. And, and then it's time to move on. Well, as, um, as you get older, you start to realize that I'm actually in the middle of a book right now about this, but you start to realize that you know, money, kids, all that kind of stuff is, is, you know, manageable, but you can't get more time. So if you're not no. doing living to the fullest, what you're doing, then you need to change it. Cause you don't, you don't, you can't buy more time. You can't, you can't find more time. It's, it's now when you could be dead tomorrow, you could be dead in 30 years. But if you're not maximizing what you're doing in that amount of time, then fucking the world is depressing, man. <laughs> It's an ugly, you know what I mean? Like, good God, exactly. I couldn't imagine. Exactly. And fortunately, knock on wood, uh, like I said, uh, everything's cool at the house right now. <laughs> but but to, <laughs> to think that something was so bad that you're like, you know, I, I equated to, uh, I worked in the corporate world for a little while that uh, when I first got out of school and I just hated it. You know, like Sunday night, you're like, oh God, I got to go to a job tomorrow. I got to commute. I got to do all that shit. Like, like if that's how your relationship is, where like, you know, not that you're hating the person, but there's things that bug you right. that bad. Oh my God, get out, hit the road. Yeah. Well, and, 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 and I, I know that feeling exactly because, uh, when I would be out on the road working while I was married, I'd be in a great mood. And I was thinking about all the <laughs> things that, that, that I was going to share with my, with my wife at the time. And the minute, and it, it literally, the minute I pulled into my parking space, there was a, there was an attitude shift. I mean, it was just the negativity flowed in and it was like, oh crap, I'm home. Uh, you know, I may have had a great day, but I knew that, you know, and, 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 and again, 
you know, I'm a, I'm a very positive person and I know I was sabotaging my marriage in, in some ways, in some respects with that attitude, but I had lived with the negativity for so long that it's just, you know, it just, it was like hitting a brick wall when I got home. So, you know, so that happens and I understand, and that's how I code, you know, I, I help people recognize that it's not going to get better if, if you can't communicate, you can't talk about it. And we couldn't. So. And that's a big deal. Communication is everything, you know, and I, I, I find that with, with anything, I have a few different businesses and blah, 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 but communicating and, and getting your point across. A lot of people are, uh, you know, even in families where they, they don't talk, they just assume and, you know, da, 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 and it's like, no, you got to lay it out there. And if they don't like it, they don't like it, but at least they know about it. You know, at least you're not hiding anything, you know, and then it's not always a bad thing. Sometimes it's just stuff that needs to be said. And a lot of people are afraid to say it. And this day and age, even more than before, you're finding, um, a lot of people are, are, um, you know, like I said, afraid of their own shadow. They're afraid of any kind of conflict, any kind of, uh, feedback, yeah. you know, I don't, I don't want to feel bad. I don't want to be sad, but in reality, sometimes you got to go through that in order to, uh, realize what you have and what you need and, and where you're headed. Because I, you know, by all means, I'm not, not, <laughs> I'm no spokesmodel for perfect anything, but, uh, <laughs> even though I play one on TV, <laughs> they, um, yeah. you know, <laughs> They, uh, yeah, once we get off, this, once we get off this podcast, I'm going to unload all my, all my problems, but they, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, but you know, people, people just don't understand that, you know, and, 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 and my, uh, uh, my experience, communication is key to everything. And if you're starting out in a dating world or, or, you know, midway through the dating world and that's a problem, pff, hit the road, you know, get out. Yeah. You should have like a big red button. So when they start babbling, you just hit the button, pff, you're out like the gong show. Yeah. <laughs> get out that's funny so what so what so the toilet paper thing the toilet seat the toothpaste what else what are what are the other hot button issues i mean there's got um and it's, it's different for everyone i just use those because number one they were mine for 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 a period of time yeah um the, but you know, it, it can be anything. It can be not helping around the house. It can be, um, spending too much time at the golf course or with the guys or, um, spend, spending, spending shopping too much or, you know, not taking care of, uh, I said not taking care of the house. Um, it, it could be any number of things that, that drives one or the other crazy. Are, are and, there a lot of it financial? Uh, like is a lot of it financial based? I got to think that's a big part. There, there is a lot that's financial, especially when you get into marriage and uh, uh, money is money is a, a huge issue for a lot of people. Uh, and typically, one typically not always one is a good money manager and the other is not. And you know, the good money manager nags the nags the one that's not, and the the one that. Does, likes to spend money, nags the money manager because she doesn't have enough to, or he, I shouldn't, I should, I got to qualify. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> but you know, I've, I've, I've talked to people that, that, um, one partner is extremely controlling and, uh, you know, I, I have one friend that, that, um, her husband controlled which card she paid for groceries with, or if she needed to pay cash. And I mean, and, and they were well to do, yeah. um, but it was, it was, uh, just a control know, thing. how much she could spend. And so, you know, it, it was very, a very controlling relationship. So there, I see a lot of that. Yeah. Well, you know, and those are the ones that I encourage. I encourage, um, the, the, uh, I guess the less dominant spouse or the less dominant partner to leave. Because yeah. it's not a healthy relationship; it's a very toxic relationship. Well, and do you find uh, obviously you find that that things have changed? Like you're doing a lot of this via Skype or Zoom, or or people don't even. How often do you see people? Like like really go into an office and see people, or is that just not? I don't thing? do it. I, I yeah, I really don't do that anymore. Um, especially with the and for a couple of reasons. Uh, a couple of years ago, I started recognizing that when I meet in an office uh, struck in, in, in an office setting, it's, it's very kind of a sterile conversation. And, 
And so I found that going to a coffee shop or someplace like Panera Bread or, you know, um, you know, where you can sit and just have a casual conversation. I found that people were much more likely to uh, talk more deeply about their problems or concerns than they are, you know, sitting in sitting on a couch or sitting in a chair in an office. Um, and now this uh, Skype or, uh, or Zoom has has made that you know so much easier because I you know we can sit and talk face to face. Neither of us has travel time. I I have clients all over the country, you know, so I'm not limited wow. to just Kansas City. That so, really opens things uh, up. That's cool. Yeah, it does. It does. I so, see a lot of uh, uh, a lot of stuff right now, especially with the COVID, where their doctors are doing stuff uh, via Zoom. Like my mom uh, has all kinds of problems, but, but she has these doctor's appointments and they're virtual and they'll like go over stuff. I, one of my, uh, one of my audio tech guys, just his daughter was sick. They thought she had it and they're like checking in her mouth and stuff via zoom. I'm like, wow, we've come a long (laughs) way. That's impressive. But you might want to check into that doctor, dude. (laughs) I I don't know that I'd pay, pay uh, upfront for that one. But uh, yeah, pretty interesting stuff. And I got to imagine that's just opened up your world to where you can have people anywhere. And as long as you can like speak the language, you can treat anybody anywhere or work with it. Yeah, I, yeah, I can tell. Yeah, literally, I can talk to anybody that speaks English. You know, if, if, if we're outside of English, I'm done. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and I sometimes have a tough time with that, too. Well, so. and, that, and that happens. I, I think uh, you run into, uh, but ugh, nowadays... I don't know. It's, it's, it's so diverse everywhere. And we're going through such a, so much turmoil now with everything. It's like, uh, you don't know what to say uh, to anything. It's crazy. We're, uh, we're getting hit really hard right now by the riots and the protesters and the blah, 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 blah. Cause we're at the epicenter here of how it all started. Uh, But it's just changed everything and it's changed the world of, I mean, it was funny because I, 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 um, that's not funny, but I, I went to the area most affected here locally. And, uh, it's, uh-huh. it's just devastating. It's just, it's crazy, but it's, it screws up everything. Like, the, uh, there's, uh, a post office that it got, uh, that burned down and, and, you know, all these people, and these are like, you know, they're, they're probably, uh, uh, you know, not the wealthiest neighborhoods, let's say that. Um, and they're, right. they're going to be so devastated by this stuff, but I got to imagine, uh, coaching and counseling for people like that. It's got to be through the roof. I mean, these people, ugh, you know, it's 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 crazy how the world has changed. But technology is a big part of it. Like you look everywhere, uh, social media, blah 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 blah, and it's all you know. Everybody's taking a stand and everybody's making their comments. And it's like if people would just go about their day and do their thing and stop trying to be the one, uh, yeah, the world would be a lot different. But with technology, it's got good and bad, right? I mean, it's totally blown your. It, yeah, it does, out. and 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 you know, one of the things that I see is there's a lot, just like you, there's a lot of negativity. You get on social media, um, and and I've just watched how uh, social media has evolved, especially in the last six months. How negative everything has gone, oh. and. and I've, I've had to, you know, I, you know, I've put out several blogs and, and I do a, a, a Monday, uh, a Monday Facebook live, uh, that, that I've talked several times about changing your attitude, turning off the news, you know, stopping social media, start filling your head with good things. You read a book, listen to, you know, uh, audible podcasts, you know, there are, there are a ton of great podcasts out there that you can fill your head with good things yeah. and positive yeah. things. And, and, it, and, and some things as simple as sitting up straight, putting a smile on your face and just the, the physiology. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. Nah, it's just, the, <laughs> yeah, it's all crap. <laughs> but it, it, and, and it, and it's funny because I've done, I've, I've done research on this, that the, or, or studied the research on this and um, just a simple, just a simple act of sitting up straight, putting a smile on your face, breathing deep, uh, literally changes your, 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 your mental activity. Uh, it, it, the brain doesn't know why you're smiling, but it, it, it sends endorphins out that said, Oh, 
oh yeah, something's good. Something good is happening because he's smiling. Yeah, you know, and so, uh, and and it could be some some very very basic simple things like that. But you know, shut down the TV for sure. You know, read a book. Um, you know, it, it's funny because I, uh, I I just had this battle with my voiceover coach yesterday, and um, you know, with with voiceover, you're recording and people can't see you, so obviously you have to act and you have to you know, tell the story just through your voice. And one right. of the biggest things I hear from him, other than a few reading things, but <laughs> smile, I can't hear you smile. Like you can hear people smile. So if you're talking to yes. somebody on the phone or you're, or you're, you know, in an environment and that's the biggest thing I've been having so much fun, uh, making light of the, um, with the pandemic and the masks, like now you can go into some, some takeout restaurants and get takeout. And, and I like to yeah. go in there and just give them shit about I know you're smiling at me right now, you know, because we can't really see with the mask on, but I'm sure you are, you know, because truly well, you when know, you take you, that feature look, away, people, people don't know, yeah. you know, it's crazy. But, but you, a lot of, uh, uh, Darren, a lot of times you can, you can see in the corner of their eyes, if they're at the corner of their eyes kind of yep. curl up, um, you know, you, you can't see a smile even with the mask. Yeah. Um, but, but to your point with your, with your voiceover coach, put a mirror in front of you. <sighs> And smile at yourself. I have to think about. I, I have to think. I have to. I should just work with them on happy days because <laughs> uh, there's a lot of <laughs> unhappy days. But and, and you know, I I actually just recently moved uh, my office for my other business outside of my studio because we have it all blacked out in here, and it's like you sit uh -huh. in here for four six hours doing a studio session with a podcast or or voiceover stuff, and it's like you know, it's all black. Give me some sunshine, and and I think yeah. that affects people you know, on top of all this other shit. So people just need to step away from the news. I, I've totally avoided it. I try to hit the weather segment, but they're never right either. So why bother? You know, yeah. there's an app for that. <laughs> Actually, you know, what's funny is uh, there's a guy locally here um, who's on the, he's a local sports guy. And, uh, and I've been thinking about calling to get him on the podcast, blah, 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 blah. And I haven't, I haven't seen him in a while because um, our kids play some sports together, but I just saw him walking in town uh, yesterday. And, uh, you know, you can't get your hair cut anywhere. You can't get it colored. You can't get, oh my God, dude looks rough. Like, woo, when you see him, you know, cause you see him on TV and they're all like, Hey, you know, everything's great. And then you see him walking after a pandemic. It's like, holy snot. Were you, uh, on the front lines of the battle? Your hair's all different colors. Holy moly. Come on down to Missouri. You can get a haircut anytime. <laughs> I, I just texted my lady today. Cause I'm kind of thinking, I'll just let it go. Cause I got a, I got a 14 year old who says, I'm not cutting it again. Uh, yeah, until we go back to school and I'm like, oh, and he's got real hair. I don't have any, so I don't have that much to wear. I can cut mine myself if I wanted to, but, uh, <laughs> we're starting to open up. We've got, uh, restaurants. What they did is they said the restaurants can open as long as it's outside. And, you know, we've got, I live in, in a lake community, so we've got a couple restaurants with huge patios, like probably seat 600 on their patios. Oh my gosh. And they said you can open, but you can only have 50 people. I'm like, oh, like really? What, what, I, I, uh. It's that time again, folks. Time to enjoy summer. And what's more summer than ice cream? The Lost Lake Creamery is open. We have made some changes for your safety during these difficult times, but we still have 24 flavors of ice cream, shakes, malts, and root beer floats. Check out our new website at lostlakecreamery.com. You can bike, boat, walk, drive, however you want to get here. We are located at 5575 Shoreline Drive just off the Dakota Bike Trail in the Harbor District of Mound, at the end of the Lost Lake Channel on the north end of Cooks Bay of Lake Minnetonka. Open every day. Stop in and see us today. And remember, ice cream fixes everything. Now back to the DK Project. The book is, is uh, number one, available on my website, ricksodabeer.com, but you can also get it at, at uh, amazon.com. And uh, either in a paperback or their Kindle, their e their Ooh, e reader nice. version. So, um, but it's 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 a great it's a simple read. And you know we we talk about some of the fundamentals: developing an in, uh, an intellectual, a spiritual, an emotional, and a physical connection. We all get the physical connection, um, and most of it, most of our brains go right to. The, the sexual aspect, but there's also the physical appearance. We want to be attracted to our mate. Um, then I, I personally, I believe that that we need to speak similar love languages. And, and you know, that's 
it, it just allows you to communicate on a much deeper level. Oh, yeah. And, you know, you need, yeah. And, and so um, then, then there are, are common morals and values and, and some common goals. I, all these things need to be in place. And, and we talk about this. Um, we talk about uh, we talk about communication. We, we a little bit ago we mentioned communication was so important. It is extremely important, and we devoted two and a half chapters of the book just to communication. Wow! And then we talk about we touch on some some things uh, about toxic relationships. We touch on narcissism, codependency, emotional immaturity, and to help you. Uh, uh, get an idea of, of what some of the red flags are of those relationships so that you can pay attention. And, you know, in, especially in the first 30 days, uh, we're all wrapped up in the infatuation, raging hormones, and maybe some great chemistry of, of what, what's going on. And, but we need to be able to step back from that and, and recognize, well, are there any red flags there? And if there are, then it's time to then it's time to walk away. You know, and, and ideally within the first thirty days. Now there are some relationships that you're going to go in, you know, six months and maybe even a year. But I truly believe that if you're paying attention, you can see enough positive and or any negative within the first thirty days, and you just you just move on from there. And then that's what the book helps you helps you figure out. And it helps you gain clarity. It, it helps you develop your must-have list, your deal-breaker list. Uh, so who's, and your, also who's your target it, it market for that? You, I, I, pardon I, me? Is your target market, are your target market, I speak for a living, is your target market new daters, uh, people in the prop, people think it? I mean, obviously anybody can buy the book and it could probably help everybody. But who's your, like, this is, you know, the sweet spot, the new daters, the, the you know, 30-day daters who are, are starting to feel that, that toilet paper thing is a, is a problem. And, uh, you know, like, like, is it, is it, is it just generalized for anybody in the dating relationship world or, or you, you know, definitely want to get it before you start jumping on those dating apps or any of that kind of thing? Like, well, and it, 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 the information is, is fundamental. It's, it's, it, it, it's good for anyone from 18 to 80, but my target market is, is generally 40 and over been married for 20, 30 or 40 years and all of a sudden find themselves back in the dating world. Um, you know, we, we, we touch on, we touch on, um, even, even some of the online dating and texting and, and, and stuff like that, um, as, as part of the communication and, and literally the marketing of, because that's what you do when you're out dating, you're marketing yourself. It's marketing one-on-one. Right. So, um, so, you know, we try to teach you how to present yourself and, and, and share proper information with, with people and, and so that you get the best results. You know, it, 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 ideally, it's before you start dating, but a lot of people are coming in saying, man, I'm screwing up. I don't, you know, I don't know where I'm going. You know, I need some help. Well, read the book and, and uh, then, uh, then if you need more help, then, send me an email or, or uh, uh, a, a message, hook up with me or connect with me on, yeah, not hook up. Little Freudian, my Freudian slip hey is showing. Do you, uh, <laughs> uh, oh, that's what I was going to say. Is there an audio version of the book? No, I, I, we never, we never created an audio version. Mm, uh, maybe what you need is and, a voiceover guy who can do that for you. Hey, hey! I know a guy. Let's talk after the podcast. Um, oh, uh, but seriously, it was something that that I've I've only had a few requests for an audio version, and uh, the next book will be um, in 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 audio version in an audio version. What's the next also. one? What's the next? Yeah, one? there's. I've got a couple more books in me, Ooh. and. Uh, yeah, it's just, and a lot of it comes from from practical experience of of coaching and and you know when I started this, you know I started with a with a really good foundation, you know over thirty years, almost thirty five, thirty six, thirty seven years of of relationship and 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 self improvement, 
um, study. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of experience comes from, from talking to people. Uh, you know, I have, I have my perspective, but all these other experiences from other people have helped build my knowledge base. And, and um, so there's, there's a lot of different aspects of, of, of relationships that, that I want to touch on that we didn't, that we didn't um, get into in the first book. Uh, what about, what about, so there's, what about the dirt? I want to, I want to, uh, I'll, I'll narrate the uh, dating backwards, the dirt, where you start to disclose <laughs> all the fun stuff that you run into. That's what I'll uncut. That'll be the good one. It'll have like a black cover. Hey, so like nobody yeah, knows. There's, <laughs> you know, and it, it, it's funny because, because, you know, I'll have somebody, I'll have somebody come to me and, and share a story or, uh, you know, things that I learned through coaching or, or situations that, that I deal with in coaching and, and I'll create a blog or I'll create a meme about it. Um, and I swear, uh, any, I've had women that I was, that I was dating at the time come up to, did you write about us? Oops. Was that, was that about us? And I, I and, and no, there's, there's nothing, <laughs> you get there, there was nothing there, but a lot of what I do write is things that have happened to me. So, <laughs> so you guys aren't dating anymore, huh? <laughs> End of the road. No, what I, what I was, what I wanted to transition into is to uh, talk a little bit about this sign that you have behind you. Now I'm, somewhat familiar with the Michigan area. I go up to the UP to, I don't think we want to call it catch salmon. We just, uh, snag them and smoke them and snag them and bag them. Yeah. Gross. <laughs> I did it for a long time. I got a cousin who's been going up there for 40 years. He doesn't miss a year. He's a, tra he's like a very, uh, high level professional and like he'll, I'm going on the trip. I don't miss the trip period. Um, so I'm familiar with the area and I'm referring to the sign behind your head here. We talked about yeah. it a little bit, uh, before we hopped on the air and this is, yeah, this is your I'll, dad's. I'll just turn, my, turn my camera a little bit. That's Jack, Captain Jack limited. That used to be my dad's business. And I worked in the family business for many, many years. And what that was, uh, and, and especially through Minneapolis, I worked in, in, in the Minneapolis area quite a bit. I, we had a broker down there and uh, the business was, was for in, in frozen pasties. And so oh, uh, like you big know, level then, like you're, you're distributing them. All. It wasn't like mom and pop dealing them out the, out the uh, little storefront. You were big time. Well, we were, we were primarily in Michigan, Wisconsin, and Minnesota. Uh, yeah. We were very regional, very localized. Um, but now I'm finding I, I'll have people reach out to me. Did you know there's a pasty shop out in Utah? Or, you know, there's one in Arizona. There's what Arizona exactly are these? Because we all drive by and we, we chuckle because the pasties kind of looks like pasties, and that's just funny. Yeah. But, but what, what exactly is a pasty? I see it everywhere, but I don't know that I've had one. Break this oh, down. you've got to try it. It, 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 it in in essence, and and there's a whole long story about about how they how they came to be. But basically, they're they're a meat and potatoes wrapped in a pie crust. And sounds like it, a home it, run. It, it oh, they're put a little gravy on awesome. that. <laughs> yeah, and 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 people will put in you know, and, and people will put in some different vegetables. Uh, some will be some will have rutabaga in them. Some will have pork in them. Um, but they're basically beef and beef and potatoes and some onion. And it, it's a great comfort food. So it's like an old school uh, hot pocket is what you're talking about. It, it's, it's a precursor to the hot pockets. So exactly. is Captain Jack uh, Limited still around? No, it hasn't been around for years. My dad sold the business uh, when he retired. Gosh, that's but uh, probably about 15 years ago wow. or, or so. Because they are real um, heavy up in that UP and the Michigan and, and Wisconsin. They love that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But I, yeah. It, and it was, we were in, we had a good presence down in the, in the Twin Cities um, because I remember going to um, working in all the, the old Red Owl stores, the, the Cubs, the, oh, yeah. the, uh, the, the Super Ones. Um, and I'd, I'd, the, the, a lot of those stores have changed, changed names a couple of times, but, 
those were um, there were the IGA stores. There were there were oh gosh, who was the Super Value stores? Yep. Uh, yep. We got Cub know, so, and Super Value. Red Owl, I think, sold out. I think Super Value just sold out too. But um, so, well, so that was a frozen Red product. Owl went out of, Pardon me. So that was a frozen product that you were distributing, or it was, was it? yeah. And um, they were they were pre baked, and and we had uh, they came with a little microwave sleeve, so you could throw them in the microwave for I don't know yeah. three and a half or four minutes, whatever it was. I don't know. I I I just happened to have. I was going to say, I just happened to be eating right one here. right now. <laughs> Is that the box really? <laughs> Yeah, this was, this was, this was something that, that, and, and this is, this actually the building I'm in right now is a building I inherited from my dad. And this was the original pasty factory. Um, and now it's all, just office space has been converted, but. Wow. Uh, this, that's cool. This is, this is where, where it all happened. And, and that the sign behind me was the sign on our warehouse building and, and, uh, so that's it's, cool. It's, I had to ask because I I'm, I'm familiar, but I, I I don't think I've ever had one. I uh, I will well, you next gotta time try them. And 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 uh, I and every every nationality. This is this is um, Cornish or Welsh in nature um, or in heritage. And there were a lot of, of of Welsh or English miners that that moved to this area. You know, the the, the northern. Northern Michigan, Northern Minnesota areas were, were lots of mining. We had copper and iron mining here for years. And I think you guys still have, um, iron ore mining or taconite, you know, they were, they think they're after copper uh, nickel right now. Okay. So there you go. Yeah. What is that? Is that's not the Polish thing. What's the, is that a pierogi? Is that the same thing? There's the pierogi. Um, I think the, the 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 Latin community has. I think it's the empanada. Um, they're all very similar. So uh, I'm pro empanada. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So <laughs> it's awesome. it's uh, you know that's I, I grew up in that world and and I grew up in a bakery. My dad was a baker by trade and and. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's, it's interesting, you know, even, even in retirement, he couldn't give it up. I've got a, behind me in another room, I've got a 20 pan, 20 bun pan oven that I need to sell. So. Wow. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. Yeah. The, the little mom and pop bakeries have just gone by the wayside. Like you don't, you don't ever see them. I'm working on, I've got a building next to me. That's just a beat down piece of junk that I've been trying to buy for a long time to put like a, like a high end coffee house in with some baked goods and whatever. And people don't just go to bakery, you know, like if you're in a, like I'm in a lake community, so it may work. Cause then you're like vacationing or taking the weekend and then you'll go eat that garbage. But otherwise like day to day, people aren't running around eating donuts. I mean, I mean, people do, but it's not like, not like it used to be, you know, where before we figured out that it was the forbidden food, um, that you could be some health ramifications from pounding the donuts. But, uh, I've thought about doing that next door to me. That's funny. Cause it's, uh, you know, and then you get something unique like the like the pasties or the pierogies or oh, fucking empanadas. Hey, now, um, you know that that's a gold mine. <laughs> People love that stuff. That's cool, man. Yeah, that's cool. Well, listen, yeah, we gotta. It, it, we, it really is. We gotta wrap and, and, this and, thing up, man. Yeah, we are. We're, we're running rolling. out of time here. Yeah, that's all right though. We're gonna have to have you back on because there's a whole sailing world we need to discuss. But your boat's dry dock, so it's we can't talk about it yet. That's almost a bad omen if you talk about it while it's under under repair you no it's 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 been an under restoration for three years i mean i get out and sail it each year it's just you know with the craziness of of the the virus that's been you know i, I mean they didn't i bring a i bring a camper up here so i can stay near the marina they didn't even open up until may 26 where are you at i'm i well right now i'm in ironwood michigan but i keep I keep my boat over in Washburn, Wisconsin, which is about 45 minutes from here or an hour, hours drive, 45 miles. Okay. And, um, it is, if you're familiar, if any, any of your listeners are familiar with the Bayfield area, um, it's, it's in the Apostle Island area. So I want to get back up there. I I went up there a bunch of times and never went to the islands. I actually, one time I, I, uh, uh, had borrowed, uh, well, maybe I had it at that point, my dad's truck, but. I, I used his truck to pull my boat and I've got a 26 foot sea ray. So on the trailer, I'm probably 30, 32 feet, something like that. And I'm lugging this yeah. thing up there and it's October for Apple Fest and the weather's 
holy shit bad, like real bad. I get to Duluth. <laughs> And if anybody's familiar with Duluth, they have a boardwalk between this hotel and and the water in Canal Park, and the waves are crashing over the boardwalk. I mean, ridiculous oh. weather. So the next day we continue up to Bayfield, and I get to Bayfield, and I'm like, ah, you know, I was going to throw it in the water. I rented this condo, whatever, and they're like, you're not putting that in the water. <laughs> like, you, you, <laughs> you, that's not a good idea. So then I'm looking at these guys, and I'm like, well, what the hell am I going to do with it? I got... You know, with the truck, I'm probably 50 feet more, you know, I don't know, maybe probably yeah. 60 feet. I'm like, what? There's no parking. What do I do? And luckily there's a marina there. Um, I don't remember the name of it, but the gal was just a doll. She's like, we'll move some shit around. We'll get it in there. But the look on their face when they said, you're not putting that in the water. And I'm like, you know, at home here at 26 feet, that's a good size boat, you know? But yeah, they yeah. want nothing to do with it. That's not going to work. So I have yet to make it out to the damn islands and i I know for sure I will never pull that boat up there again, but, um, I did, I did uh, charter a sailboat and we sailed, but we never stopped. Um, actually, uh, Dave, one of my uh, cohorts on the show, his brother lives up there and, and like w works on the Island. Is it Madeline Island? Is that right there? Madeline Island. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's the main Island, but there's, I think there's 11 or 12 islands or 13 islands total. Yeah. He lives up uh, there and to hear the winter stories. is just incredible. Like just crazy. How the uh, the winter uh, and I think Dave's mom still lives on the island. Um, it's just a different way of life, you know. It's a little bit, a little bit further back. Shit, even when we go up to the UP to to uh, salmon fish, you go to those bars and you're like, did we just go back in time? Like, what the hell's going on here? This is weird. Yeah, you know, it's crazy. <laughs> but I could see where if you grew up there, it'd be real nostalgic and real home like because you do basically have to turn back time a little bit to. Uh, to get yourself into that mindset. Yeah, you do. And, you know, I live, uh, my, my primary residence is in Kansas city, but um, three years ago when my dad passed away and I inherited the sailboat, um, I, the first spring that I uncovered it, I, I just fell in love with the area again because I'd forgotten how beautiful it is up here yeah. in the spring yeah. and summer, yeah. you know, winter, not so much. <laughs> Uh, you know, I, you know, I grew up in the snow. I've had enough yeah. snow in Kansas city. If we get, uh, I think the first year I was in Kansas city, we had a total of about two, two or two and a half feet of snow for the entire winter. Oh. And it comes in, in six to 12 inch dumps. And, and then, you know, a week or 10 days or two weeks later, it's all melted. Um, Man. you know, I, so I dream of a day like that. This I'm Minnesota where we're at. I've got a, uh, well now going to be a freshman in high school. So the day he leaves for college is I'm, I'm probably following him wherever he goes. Cause I'm not staying. The winters are just BS here. I can't. Yeah, well, and it's not even so much the winters as everybody's go. Oh, the summers are so great, but the summers are now so hot and humid that they're almost not enjoyable. Yeah. And the winters are so bad. And the real problem is like Colorado or Arizona, you get 325 days a year of sunshine where here yeah. you get like 40 days of sunshine. And, and the rest of the time it's gloomy and shitty. And that's where the downside yeah. is. Like I'll deal with the cold. Yeah. I'll deal with the, with the, you know, uh, humidity, but give me some sunshine. I can't deal with the gray. It's crazy. Yeah. You know, and, it, and, and that, that's a, and that is a problem. And although this year in Kansas city, it's been very gray and gloomy for the most part, much more so than, than in the past few years. I think it's, changing. you know, I, there, there are times that, you know, I'll just sit on my patio and look and say, geez, there's not a cloud in the sky. You know, and, and, and I just love that. When you're and, right in the uh, middle, right? You're like three hours from either coast from there, right? In Kansas City? Yeah. Uh, flying, yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. yeah, so that. I, but I, I drive almost everywhere. I, I'm kind of a road warrior. I drive nice. up here. It's 11-hour drive up here. And then my daughter lives in Texas. It's about a 10-hour, 10-and-a-half-hour drive down to her. And uh, so, you know, it's just. <laughs> You know, number one, there's not great flight service you know, into into Ironwood. I mean, they're, they're, they 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 have flight service, but you know, it it by the time you get to the airport and you change planes and you, know, you got to go through TSA and all this other garbage, you know, I can almost make it here as fast Man. driving as as flying. So wow, well, no, and and it's starting to become more apparent why you're still single. You're a loner. You're a rebel. You like to be on your I own. I am. Just, uh, just me and the windshield. That's my baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
That's awesome. yeah, I know. That's a hell of a lot of driving, man. Ten hours, eleven hours. I got a. I actually uh, traded my car in. Uh, not traded it in, but it was a lease. I turned it back in, and I, I found a car just outside of Chicago. And I've been waiting for the paperwork. And I, you know, then I fly down and get it. I actually flew to Kansas City one time and got one. Um, it's just kind of a fun thing. But they, they're not processing the paperwork, and they're like, "Well, with the rioters and the looters, everything's a little slower." And I'm like, "I don't have a car. Come on, let's go." Luckily, uh, <laughs> luckily, my kid's between opportunities, so I'm borrowing his car. And uh, but yeah, so it's just crazy how this, this ripple effect is is taken over. Yeah. But that drive from Chicago is going to take me probably six hours. And uh, yeah. I, I, eleven? No way. No way. I mean, unless you have like an awesome car that. You know, it's just an amazing experience, but I've owned a lot of cars and I haven't found that one yet. <laughs> yeah, no, I just, I, I, I just upgraded to a three quarter ton pickup. So jeez, <laughs> that's a nice ride. Oof. Hardcore. Yeah. All right, sir. Listen. We got to wrap this thing up. We will look yes, into sir. it uh, on down the road. Why don't you take a minute and tell everybody where they can find you and your stuff being the book and, uh, and how to get a hold of you. If, uh, if some people are, are needing some coaching and, and just want to talk and, and, and see how you can help them. What's the best method to find you? The best way to find me uh, is as, at my website, ricksodabeer.com. And that's R-I-C-K-S like Sam, O-E-T-E-B-I-E-R.com. And uh, my book is there. You can reach out to me at, and uh, through email. My email address is, is there, rick at ricksodabeer.com. Um, you can check me out on Facebook and go to at Rick Soda Beer Coach and, um, you know, like my page and you can follow me Monday, Monday evening at five o'clock. It's Monday Mastery Live at five. You can get some free coaching right there. Um, Ooh, and then good. check out my YouTube channel and and all that, all, all that fun stuff at Rick Soda Beer. And um, then also the book is available on Amazon. Uh, it's uh, it, Dating Backward, A Practical Guide to Dating and Finding Your Soulmate. And that's available in paperback and the Kindle e-reader. So, nice. And I just, me. while you were doing that, I decided to help you out. And I did a little research. And if you get Rick Soda Beer, it's available. RickSodaBeer.com. That way, when cool. people, people, dyslexic people like me go, geez, I'd love to get a hold of that guy, but who could spell that last name? Rick Soda yeah. Beer. <laughs> Done. Forwards right to your site. Man, what I do is help people. Hey, just like, just that's like you. awesome. Just like you, I'm here to help. That's awesome, man. Well, we can't thank you enough for all the time. And like I said, we will uh, we will follow up with you somewhere down the road and uh, and check in on you to Absolutely. see how things are going once that's book it. number that's two it. comes out. And the that's a wrap. Version. Breathe the backwards, the dirt. That's a wrap um, for today's episode. Yeah, Don't forget to subscribe happening, and we'll tell all your friends. You, sir, if you would like and, to reach uh, out, you can use the you studio again. line at 612 504 Take or care, man. by email, And of course, there's always social media at the DK Project Podcast. Thanks for tuning in.